This is an ABC podcast. Oh, we've got Daniel Radcliffe with guns nailed to his hands. We've got Sean William Scott as a serial killer. We're going to have to cut this short, I'm afraid. Some Russian steampunk. And a film based on the true story of Lizzie Borden. True Cult. New releases with Alex Bonniewell. Hey, I'm Miles. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a hero. But instead, I grew up to be a nobody. Another schism. 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 Schism picked random weirdos and made them fight to the death. And the internet loved it. Nick wins. Hey, I'm Nick. I love you. Coming. Uh, I think you have the wrong... Who are you? Can you help me? I have guns bolted to my hands. Yeah, you're right. That does sound pretty fun weird. But I have a plan. Go on. You can stop trying to kill me. And kill Schism. You in? Um, no. Alex, I feel like this is actually just a film that you would definitely watch. (laughs) I have not laughed so hard at a trailer. This is bizarre and I think... Do you think it's one of those films that's going to cross over eventually to being a cult film because it is so weird? Oh, most definitely. I mean, it's it's like got Daniel Radcliffe in it as the star, so it's going to attract – it's going to be interesting to see if the Harry Potter fans will pick this up and go, oh, look, Daniel Radcliffe's in the movie, and then just sit there horrified um, of what happens. So this this is Guns Akimbo from Mad Men. So this is from director Jason Lee Halden, who directed the heavy metal horror Deathgasm, which was insanely good fun. Um, and this is even more insanely good fun. Um, so as I said, Daniel Radcliffe is miles in this. He's like a timid games coder who – hates his job and he finds meaning in his life when he starts trolling the message boards for the illegal online fight to the death game show Schism. But the people who run Schism find out about this and they come to his house, knock him out, and when he comes to, as you heard in the trailer, he's got guns bolted to his hands, which is horrifying to start off with, but then it becomes really awkward because he's still dressed in his dressing gown and his underwear and his big tiger feet slippers so he's it's like trying to, trying to watch him get dressed with guns bolted to his hands and get out of the the apartment was just brilliant i didn't think daniel radcliffe was that good at comedy but he's excellent he's also obviously then been assigned as the next player in schism to face off against the deadly champion nicks played by samara weaving he of course isn't ready for this and he, he spends a good portion of the film just running around trying not to get involved in the game but he kind of has to because if he if he doesn't he he'll die if he does he's probably going to die anyway but he's, at least he's got a bit of a chance if he does kind of get involved with it this is immensely fun daniel radcliffe looks like he's having so much fun so does samara weaving actually it's incredibly crass it's very splattery intensely silly and incredibly entertaining if you like me enjoy the most over-the-top films that are out there this is in the top five of ott movies at the moment completely ridiculous but thoroughly enjoyable i I don't know if there's the clip in the trailer of the the motorbike stunt attack in it but if when you watch i was watching the film going no they can't be doing that oh they are they're doing that oh this is brilliant i mean it it just goes beyond any realms of reality from the get-go and you just have to roll with it you know there's there's nothing in this film we kind of go i suspect that's really what would happen it's a lot of like i can't believe you've gone there 
oh great excellent you're pushing it further and further and further and it has got a great soundtrack too and you've got cypress hill iggy pop and my favorite industrial band at the moment three teeth do two covers on this including a cover of you spin me right round the dead or alive 80s pop classic um, (laughs) which again just made me love the film much much more this is brilliant especially for you if you want if you're a daniel radcliffe fan and you want to see him in something you never thought you'd see him in then you also need to see guns akimbo you're a woman a giver of life is assigned you a calling and you're refusing it. We could use the hidden code inside the book of creation and create ourselves a golem. And the man form in mud shall be engulfed in living fire. Let there be life. What have you done? Besides prayer, there are other things which can be done. Ah, uh, but we know better, Alex, don't we? Because yes. generally when you create some kind of kid, it comes out a little bit evil. I did see, I think it's Pop Horror described this as a Jewish Frankenstein. Y- yes, kind of. Um, yeah, I so thought, is, I thought you is, could fill me in. <laughs> yeah. So this is the Gollum from Eagle Entertainment. Yeah, so the Gollum is part of Jewish folklore. And is a, is a creature that can be called upon for protection. Normally depicted as this kind of huge hulking sort of gormless, I think it's probably the best word, sort of creature that will kind of do your bidding but isn't quite controllable. You know, you think it is controllable, but then it kind of gets away from you and it just kind of does its own thing until it has the inscription rubbed off the, its forehead and it becomes inanimate again. So this is a really different take on the Gollum. It's, it's, I was really interested in, in having a look at this because uh, like, Der Gollum was one of the first monster movies ever made in like kind of the early black and white silent era. Oh, so right. it was like nice to see like an updated version of it. And of course, it, you've got the Gollum is used in, it's been used in many films over the years and and really this is our first plague film of the month it's set in 17th century europe and is set in an isolated jewish village that suddenly thrust into real world events when outsiders bring the plague to them in the form of a sick girl who they want cured they've come to the village because it seems that no one in the village is infected except but the plague has ravaged everywhere else this is mainly because it's an isolated village and they keep themselves to themselves. And with the sudden arrival of these violent outsiders, this leads Hannah, played by um, Hanny Furstenberg, to create a golem, which I've said is an ancient creature that protects her and her village. But as you well know, it will go a bit awry, as it always does, and limbs get pulled apart and there's blood everywhere. And which so, is what and we it, hope for. <laughs> which is what we hope for. And you say it's interesting, it's like you say, cause the, the golem is created into the form of like a 10 11 year old boy which would have been the kind of age of hannah's son if he'd have lived so the golem obviously has taken on a form that will mean that its creator will not destroy them so it kind of creates a bond between them so that she will forgive anything that he does because the golem has been created to protect the village and therefore she is protecting her, in inverted commas, son 
from anything happening to him. This is really interesting because it is a proper Jewish horror. The writers, directors, actors, everyone involved in it is Jewish. Um, I think it's in his Israeli production, but it's all in English. And it, it kind of throws up some questions about who can study the Torah, because traditionally it's only the men who can. But here we have Hannah wanting to and wanting to be closer to God, etc. And she feels she can do that by studying the Holy Scriptures. And it also examines what a woman's role should be in traditional Jewish life. I mean, she should be a wife, a mother, etc. But again, Hannah doesn't want these things. She wants to be independent. She wants to be able to decide her own fate. And this is, again, this is why I like kind of horror movies and stuff, because they can explore these situations without ramming it down your throat or hitting you over the head with it. So, Well, it's the perfect genre, isn't yeah, it, really, to be able to exactly. explore things in a way that most people might not consider it, but also sometimes to do it in a really clever way. Yes. And, again, this is, again, this is, puts the golem on a slightly different level as a movie. So I, I really enjoyed this. I really liked how it all set up. I mean, you, you can see it all going pear-shaped from a mile away because it's going to because you don't have a cover of a of a dvd with a kind of scowling creepy looking kid with flames behind it and thinking that's going to turn out well but yeah no cool film i was i really enjoyed this and i really like the kind of updated but oldie worldiness of it as well so yeah the golem from eagle entertainment yeah really enjoyed this look um I, when i saw the cover alex and then saw the trailer went yeah that's something i would definitely watch so it's it's on the list and i would be really interested to see how it all pans out compared to the trailer because as we know sometimes the trailer gives away too much sometimes it doesn't give away enough (laughs) so it'll be interesting to see where the trailer fits with all of it but uh as soon as i saw it i thought oh it's like pumpkin head but totally different yes it's got that kind of feel to it as well yeah but the, the kid who plays the Gollum is great because he's completely emotionless and you're just kind of going, oh, there's nothing good about a child that doesn't smile or laugh or talk or blink (laughs) or anything, you know, and it's just like, (laughs) "Mm -hmm." (laughs) as things start to escalate. So you can see the villagers kind of going, "Mm, who who would we prefer? (laughs) The creepy kid that tears people apart? Or the men that have come in and threatened to kill us all anyway. (laughs) They're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Please describe to me the feelings and sensations you experience when beating your son. Hi, baby. Okay, I'll meet you there. We're going to have to cut this short, I'm afraid. Oh, we've got Bloodline. And this is Sean William Scott, who was Stifler in the American Pie movies. He's Evan Cole, who's a school counsellor, kind of a softly spoken man who has a loving wife and newborn son and a bit of a creepy mother. And he has a thing for people that abuse kids and especially people are abusing the kids that he counsels. People he'd rather see dead than let them carry on. So he's he plays this kind of really dark serial killer who has a purpose. So there's a bit of a Dexter vibe here. So he doesn't just kind of go after anyone. He's got like some sort of righteous anger going on there with people. And as the film evolves, we get to know about his past and the past with his mother and his family, etc. And he kind of explains everything and how he is. This was cool. This was cool as well. Again, I've really enjoyed this. Um, If you're into serial killer movies, I don't think this will disappoint. Again, it's like... 
if you're a fan of Dexter, I think you'll enjoy this as well. But to say, Sean William Scott is, is a lot colder than Dexter. He's, he's, he does seem quite distant from, like, everyone, including his wife. But, you know, yeah, again, really enjoyed this. It's quite brutal in places as well. It did make me kind of go, ooh, that was a bit stabby. <laughs> for you to go oh that's a bit stabby it must stabby. have been a bit stabby <laughs> yeah there's there's some quite gruesome practical effects in this stuff that i that i was like oh i forgot what that kind of stuff looks like because normally you, the cgi just looks a, a little less visceral and stuff but they've moved they've used some really cool old school style effects in this and i kind of went oh that's gonna hurt yeah <laughs> so it's cool to see stuff like that and and again any film that makes me kind of go oh nasty i'm kind of happy with to doing its job sean yes. william scott this is his first leading role in a horror feature and he had a supporting role back in the day in final destination yes which one the first one or yeah like the first one yeah. 2000 so 20 years ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he was it was surprising to see him in this and play it so utterly convincingly. Like I say, he's very cold in this. So like all, all the kind of charm and stuff that he, he lays on for characters in the comedy films and stuff, it's all gone. It's very just straight ahead in his, yeah. He did kind of creep me out in this because you kind of go, no, you're kind of a good guy. But yeah, I don't want to be on the other end of your uh, pointy blade thing you've got. It's like, yeah, he's... <laughs> this is the head of the security department speaking. To keep citizens safe from a terrible disease, the borders of the city have been closed. This is a Russian steampunk movie. Abigail, again from Eagle Entertainment. It is in English, although it does feel like they've dubbed over the top of it after filming, which kind of throws it out a bit, but kind of adds to the kind of sort of fantasy aspect for it a bit. Abigail lives in a walled city, and the city is cut off from the outside world because in the outside world there is the plague, so our second plague movie. Abigail's father contracted this sickness and was taken away when she was just six. He was quite high level up in the government. He was like a scientist and stuff. Now she's grown up, she needs to find out why he's disappeared, and her in her quest, she discovers that the city has an underground resistance because all enclosed, walled-off cities should have an underground resistance who employ magical powers to help their cause. And in turn, Abigail discovers that she also has magical powers. This is cool Sunday afternoon adventure movie stuff. Um, there's some cool concepts. The airships and the kind of the, the overall steampunk look of the film is great it's a little clunky in places and the pacing is a bit off but that didn't bother me because there were so many other cool aspects about it. everyone kind of carries around these kind of cool energy weapons which like when you fire them leave this kind of trail of black okay it's not smoke and it's not it's not a solid either but you, there's all these kind of black trails flying across the screen when any, anyone like discharges one of these energy weapons so there's no these nice little tweaks in there that, that kept me engaged with it and w wondering where it was going to go because i've seen a million and one sunday afternoon adventure films <laughs> that, that involve someone trying to find a lost world treasure relative with the underground resistance magic and stuff there was nothing too surprising about it for me but you know it's like it's just under two hours long and i quite happily sat there and enjoyed the whole thing you know this this is something that i i could sit and watch with my kids and i think they'd enjoy it just as much yeah you know, well so i was going to ask you if you had watched this with your kids this time around no 
Not yet. No, I because because it's an M certificate. Ah. Sometimes there's stuff in there that I think, oh no, no, that's that's pushing it a bit too much. So I always watch them first and then vet them and they go right, okay, come on, let's watch this. This is a crazy film. So yes, this is this will be one that I'll sit down and watch, especially with my eldest who's now ten. I think she'll really enjoy this. You know, because this was the sort of stuff that I was brought up with. Um, when I was a kid, you know, those kind of like crazy adventure movies that like, had journeys to the center of the earth and went to magical lands and there was dinosaurs and stuff like that in it, which which I watch now and think, my God, how did I sit through this as a kid? But I sat through them again anyway to watch them because I love them so much. It's um, actually so it's really interesting that, that you say that, Alex, because some of those, I mean, you don't think about it when you're watching them as a young person, but then when you show them to young people who have more to do with their lives now, um, and you realise how long they were and how yeah. it just captured your imagination and you stayed there watching this film that is way longer than the average sort of children's film these days, you kind of go, wow, we've got, how far we have it. I lent someone something recently which was kind of – I didn't even think about how long it was and they gave it back and said, man, I forgot how long this film was and my kids by about the first 90 minutes were like, okay, we're going to go and play now and it took them two settings to watch this <laughs> film and I went, really? <laughs> But it is. It's, you don't think about that at the time. No, no. There's too much for the young people to do these days. Too much. So there was nothing for us to do when we were kids. No. Like, well, watching, watching two and a half hour children's films, oh. were it. Yeah. <laughs> the new housemaid, ma'am. It's Bridget. My name's Lizzie. Do you find a room comfortable? It can get quite hot up there. Sometimes it's best to leave the door open. And finally, from Eagle Entertainment, we have Lizzie. So this is based on the true story of Lizzie Borden, who in 1892 killed her stepmother and her father with an axe and was immortalised in the children's rhyme. Um, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw that she was done, she gave her father 41, which is where I know the name from. This plays out more like a period drama than a horror. So it's like a period drama with a brutal ending. Pacing is rather slow, which threw me for a bit, but I, I got into it. The Borden household doesn't seem particularly pleasant place. Okay? So the father, Andrew Borden, played by Jamie Sheridan, runs the household like it's his own little kingdom and he's really overbearing, dominant and mean. Lizzie is a modern woman and yearns to be free of her hated stepmother and stepfather. Um, and enter the house is made Bridget, placed by Kirsten Stewart, who's a timid girl who Mr. Borden decides she is his to do with what as she pleases. But as the relationship between Lizzie and Bridget grows, the relationship between Lizzie and her parents kind of falls away. And if you know the rhyme, which I said at the start, you know how it's going to end. Um, I did quite enjoy the parents getting it. I was, I'd spent the whole film waiting for them to, to get axed, and it wasn't a letdown. So, like I say, it took a while to get there. And there is some, I think there's some kind of like plot twists in here that are just there for padding. There's, there's some sort of kind of extortion subplot going on that you never really kind of quite get to the bottom of and you don't kind of know why it's there unless it's just there to to show that the father's had extra pressure put on him and that's why he's such a nasty piece of work. But I think he's just a nasty piece of work anyway. I do like stuff based on true crime mm. and stuff. So, if again, if you're into your true crime movies, you'll probably really enjoy Lizzie. 
if you're into your period dramas as well, you'll probably really enjoy this as well. Um, but if you just if you're going for this because it's a, you think it's a period drama, be warned that the axings are quite brutal. Even though the, the cover shows Lizzie on the cover holding an axe, and it doesn't really look like a period drama. It's not like you're going to pick this up and think you you've picked up a ah oh, what's what's that BBC series where they all in the big house Downton Abbey. <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> we've mentioned that so much on true cult because people are going to think we've got a thing for it i mean i do i watched every part of that series and i watched the movie because that's just where i live i live in some very strange places (laughs) so thankfully i don't think they're going to fool any kind of downton abbey fans with the cover thinking it's a period drama and then they're going to get surprised at the ending but you know it's like surprised that there haven't been more films based on lizzie borden because it's quite a gruesome subject matter yeah i did watch a series a while ago and i know that this is um chloe savani's passion project that she had for many years and i get the feeling that the series that i watched was the one that kind of stopped this series being made by hbo which is when she bought back the rights and then decided i think to kind of try to make this uh, herself but yeah i you know i think there's there's been a lot of renewed interest around this particular crime in a way and a lot of speculation, people speculating, and I think there's been a lot of books also that have drawn uh, influences from this as well. Yes, I forgot to mention that Chloe um, Sivani is, um, actually plays Lizzie in this. I, I didn't realise that she was so involved with the movie. Yeah, and what I didn't also know was that she was born in Massachusetts, which is apparently where Lizzie Borden was born. So yes. there you go, more info. Cool. So yeah, I think that's um, everything on the new releases this month. So yeah, an- another hefty lot of films to seek out. You're listening to Rihanna Patrick on ABC Radio.